0: Welcome to the Words of a Warrior podcast. I'm Candy Wheeler, your host and founder of Warrior Women Retreats, internationally recognized conscious business coach, motivational speaker, and author, but most importantly, human on a journey just like you are. And together, we'll explore insights, tools, and practices to help you recognize your worth, see your potential, and bet on yourself so you can up level your life, leadership, and business. Each week, I will bring you profound wisdom, words of encouragement, and real stories of fierce resilience from inspiring creatives, artists, activists, and entrepreneurs. Trade in fear, worry, and self-doubt for deep healing, sacred remembrance, and divine inspiration to follow your excitement and connect with your true purpose. Grab your journal and get ready to take your power back. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. I am so pumped for today's conversation because in case you missed it, your girl signed up for the 75 hard challenge. And if you haven't heard of this challenge, I'd be a little bit surprised, but I mean, you never know, I guess. So I'll just give you a little bit of a rundown on what it entails. It's Two workouts per day, both of them have to be 45 minutes in length. One of them has to be outside. You're drinking a gallon of water per day, following a diet or meal plan. 10 pages of reading nonfiction can't be an audiobook, no alcohol or cheap meals, and you're taking a progress pic every day. To me, I was like super simple, straightforward, but I'm not gonna lie, you guys, when I first heard of this, I was like, yeah, no. Absolutely not. There's not even a little bit of that challenge that really excites me. And I realized that was coming from like me being in my feminine energy, being like, no, I want to be fluid. I want to work out when I want to and eat what I want and drink as much as I want or as little as I want. But when I was podcasting the other day with my girl, Virginia, that episode will be out pretty soon. So you guys will get to check it out. We We're talking about how it's the end of the year now, or it's coming up on that, right? We're in October, moving into November and December. And a lot of people choose to just ride it out and wait till the following year to do anything epic. But for us, we decided you know what? That's not going to be our reality. We are going to choose to make the most out of these last few months of the year, and we're going to challenge ourselves. And so, she actually challenged me to do this with her. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that could be really good. And I, and I can already see how it's going to require a lot of discipline. And also it's going to be really fun. I think getting into workouts, like that second workout will be a challenge for me. That first one will be a piece of cake. Cause that's just like naturally what I do. And even just having it, required to be outside i'm not sure how that's going to work for our east coast fam or really anywhere where it's cold but i got a shout out to phoenix weather right now because it's beautiful especially in the morning so for me that'll be a piece of cake the gallon of water i'd say the only challenge really with that is just measuring because i feel like i drink right around there somewhat but again i never like really measure so we'll see um, and then as far as a meal plan goes, I will say that I'm super against like any sort of restrictive eating or diet culture, at least for me. Uh, you know, if it works for you and you guys like that, that's cool. I'm not going to judge you. But for from my experience, it's done more harm than good to like restrict my eating. Uh, I started dieting when I was like 12 years old. I was an overweight kid, and it was a struggle for me for a lot of years, and it actually is what really led me onto this wellness journey in the first place. I lost 80 pounds, and you guys, I have just done so many diets. I was like, actually, I don't really want to do this. I don't want to live like this. I would rather find something that just works for me in terms of more of a lifestyle change, you know, some something that I can... N- something that I can commit to forever, not just, you know, for 30 days or whatever else. So to me, I love that it just says follow a diet. It doesn't say which one you have to follow. It's whichever one works for you. And for me, that's just, you know, my, my normal plant-based diet now. I've been plant-based for a few years. And just kind of looking at taking an inventory of what foods that I eat and which ones contribute to my energy and have my body feel really nourished and which of those foods have me feel like more drained, more sluggish, more tired and don't support my body and its all of its endeavors. So I think that'll be pretty straightforward for me. I I'm pretty pretty good about my eating nowadays. It's taken me like over 10 years, 15 years, i will say. But, you know, we're here now. So uh, naturally, though, this me doing this challenge and sharing it over on Insta brought up some conversations specifically around integrity. And what I realized is that the biggest accountability is being able to keep your promises to yourself. So this challenge isn't really about the workouts, it's not about the meal plan or even the physical transformation that you're bound to experience when committing to all this. But it's how much you follow through on what you say you're gonna do. And I think that's the greatest accountability because when you can follow through on your promises to yourself, you can do anything. But the reality is, nowadays, not a whole lot of us have that locked in. And I'll be honest, I don't think it's because we lack discipline or integrity. I think those are the most surface level reasons. But what I realized in my years of coaching is that whether or not you succeed on anything that you set out on in this life, is dependent on the following five areas. So definitely get out your journal you guys and take notes and I want you to actively participate here. The first area is your willingness to risk failure or rejection. Now I put these two together because a lot of you might think you fear failure when in reality you are actually fearing how you will be perceived within that failure. Will people still accept you or will they reject you? And so just check in on a scale of one to 10, how willing are you to risk failure and rejection? And be as honest with yourself as you can here. What I'll say is that I have seen a lot of you do really epic things. And I mean, I'm talking the most creative, innovative, transformative, really amazing things. And what is surprising to me is that you did all that from comfort, from safety, from playing small. And maybe you're playing about 50, 60% of your actual potential. And so it kind of makes me wonder, what could be possible for you if you were to play at 70% or 80 or 100 What could you generate at that point if you weren't operating from the confines of your survival patterns and you chose to heal them instead? The second area is the context of yourself, the context you have over yourself. So I'm not gonna lie, this is probably one of the biggest struggles I had in my better part of my coaching career is that I was rising. I was being seen as this motivational leader, this inspiring woman who helps others like transform their whole entire lives, build businesses. And I just wasn't seeing myself in the same light that other people were seeing me. And I would get invited to speak in front of hundreds of women at events and the attendees would come up to me and say, do you know that I saw that you were speaking at this event, and I purchased my ticket because I couldn't wait to see you live and in person. And when they would say these things, I was like, why? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't really fully quite get it. But what I realized is that I wasn't seeing myself for who I actually was. In fact, I was seeing myself as, you know, the younger version of me, two years ago, me, the the one who has a lot of flaws and have parts of herself that are unlovable and would hold tight, hold on tight to that identity, that I was missing how I was actually showing up now, how my life had fully transformed, how I was now a leader in this world, that I was no longer just, you know, doing this to feel better for myself, but that I was inspiring thousands of women And that to me took a second to really like grasp onto and start seeing myself in that light. So I'll ask you, what is your current context of yourself? And be honest, like I don't want that Insta bio stuff. Like, you know, I help women do this and that, blah, blah, blah. No, I want like the real you, the the you that you see you as. And I want to know what that is and what's there for you. And the deeper you can go in this, the more you're likely to have a breakthrough because you can see what's been holding you back. The third area is your conviction. How much conviction do you have for what you do in your day-to-day life, whether that's your career, your relationships, uh, your business, whatever that is for you. How much conviction do you have? So many of us tend to get wrapped up in like the next goal or the next thing or performing at higher and higher levels that you forget why you even started doing what you were doing in the first place. And then what happens from there? And honestly, this is for wherever you are in your journey. You could be such a successful entrepreneur and still experience. A lack of conviction from time to time. And what'll happen is that you'll lose joy for what you're doing. You'll start to feel sort of mundane and routine and like really start to feel exhausted. Like you're back in a hamster wheel or like you're, you know, you're just running on a treadmill going nowhere. You're exhausting yourself. That's because you don't have a clear connection to the source and why you're doing what you're doing. So I'll ask you to check in on your conviction. And how much conviction do you have? I was so inspired when I went to go visit my brother in New Mexico. He's super big in what he does. like influencer I guess YouTuber <laughs> it's funny because we grew you know I kind of grew up from my high school years to now uh, being mentored by this guy and and I really I knew he was up to big things but I didn't quite actually know exactly what that was because it's not really in my world of things just like video games and all kinds of other stuff but I realized he does way more than I realized when, than I even knew he did, but he's, he hit a million subscribers on YouTube before he was 30. And I thought that was really epic. And when I went to go talk to him, he, he asked me this question, why did you wake up this morning? And I was like, shit, I don't know. Cause (laughs) 'cause I just woke up. I don't The light came in my room and he was like, ask me why I woke up this morning. And I was like, why did you wake up this morning? He was like, I woke up to wake you up. He had so much conviction for the work that he does. And I realized like, wow, when we can understand like our purpose in this life is to do this work, I think we can start to understand how to match what we attract in our life. The fourth area your resilience, and tolerance for discomfort. When you fail, when you fail, because if you're being brave with your life, you will likely fail. You will likely fall. Things will likely get tough. Are you going to quit and give up, move on to the next thing? Or are you going to take it as a lesson to be more innovative and to approach things differently? That right there, I think is such a key because so many of us just experience one or two failures and are like, hmm, that's not for me. But when a child is learning to walk for the first time and they fall down and they fall down and they fall down and they fall down. They don't think for a second, you know what, maybe walking's not for me. They just keep getting back up. So what will you do? The final area I think is your inherent desire for connection, love and belonging. And oftentimes, I feel like it's an understanding of this area, whether or not you really get that that's what you want and that you can do that from a healthy place. A lot of times, what will happen is this is a misinterpretation that you need to be liked by everyone, that you're supposed to fit in. And fewer of you will admit to this one but intentionally people-pleasing, client-pleasing, audience-pleasing, friend-pleasing, partner-pleasing, whoever-pleasing, UPS guy-pleasing, you know, whoever that person is that you're trying to please and mold to a certain version of yourself so that it'll be accepted. It's a form of codependency and it's wrapped in a pretty little bow. So it looks good on the outside, right? Like people love it, but it's hurting you. It's really hurting you, and it's creating a false reality for you. Alicia Keys has a song that I love, and it's on her new album, uh, self-titled Alicia. If you haven't heard it, I definitely recommend it. And there's a song on there I really love called Gramercy Park. And in that Uh, She sings, and now you've fallen for a person that's not even me. I know I'm an epic vocalist, right? (laughs) But those lyrics really hit me because she talked about in this song, like I lived my whole life trying to bend and mold and contract and fit into this box, this idea, so that you would like me. And can you imagine building this entire fan base and realizing that who they're in love with is not you? Or even in life, meeting a partner, meeting friends and realizing, wow, who they really like is not you. It's a version of you that you pretended to be so that you would be liked. And it leaves you feeling so empty inside. So my invitation here is to really understand that you have an inherent desire for belonging, and belonging isn't fitting in. Belonging is being exactly who you were born to be in this lifetime, fully expressed, liberated, with no ideations portrayed or projected onto you. That to me is belonging. When I work with clients, these are the areas that we empower together. It's not me cheering you on, rah, rah, like you got this. It's us going into every single one of these areas and empowering you to show up, to see the version of yourself that you truly are, to connect with your conviction, which I like to call your inner warrior to feel safe, risking rejection and failure, to be more resilient and to really navigate working with showing up as the truest, most authentic version of you and belonging within that. And so I think if this is something that you feel like you want to work on, I would love to hear from you. And in fact, I'm actually hosting a masterclass on October 22nd. There's three different times that you can participate in this. It's live. And we're going to dive in fully to this. And we're also going to give you exercises and tools that you can use to really feel more empowered. And I promise you, when you come to this masterclass, You will leave feeling more certain than you have ever felt before of your path, of your journey. You will leave feeling more confident than you've ever felt before. And you will understand that you are so not alone and you'll experience community and support and guidance. And if that's something that calls to you, I invite you to join us. I'll put the link down in the show notes below And all you need to do is type in your info and I'll send you the link to the class. And all I ask is that you show up and that you do the warrior work. All right, warriors, I hope to see you there. Have a beautiful and blessed week. Thank you so much for tuning in with me on the Words of a Warrior podcast. I am so happy you stopped by and would love to know what you took away from this conversation. If you feel so moved, please feel free to share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes so that we can keep getting this message into the hands of the people who need it the most. Let us know what you loved topics. You want to hear more of and your favorite words of a warrior until next time. Keep taking back your power, following your excitement and unapologetically living the life you were born for.